Please remain standing and take your Bible together with me. Turn to Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3, our Old Testament reading from the book of Isaiah 55, 1 to 3. If you are using the church Bible, you will find it on page 782. In Isaiah 55, 1, 2, 3, we find this open invitation to all people to come to God and eat and drink and be satisfied fully. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Amen. Now let's turn to our text this morning, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 6, beginning from verse uh, 30 to uh, 51. This is the continuation of the discourse that Jesus had with the multitude who kept following him after he fed the multitude with um, five barley loaves and two fish. So they say to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They say to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. 
So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Every, everyone who has heard, learned from the Father, comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we now ask you as your people, people whom you always bring to the green pasture, we ask you to help us to be fed on your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the preaching of your word this morning, Lord, bring heaven down to us and speak to the heart and the mind of each and every one of us with the power of the gospel. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In ancient Israel, bread was considered as the staff of life. A very basic food that supports and sustains life. In fact, one of the common sayings in Israel was every Jew needs two things in life. The Torah, which is the five books of Moses, and bread. Every Jew would repeat this saying almost every day. Every Jew needs two things in his life. The five books of Moses and bread. You see, if you look at bread in the Jewish tradition, you will quickly realize that bread played a central role and was considered a nourishing food more than all other things. Do you now see the reason why our Lord Jesus Christ used bread as a metaphor to show people his nature and his work. Why he came to the world. What is the one compelling and most repeated statement in our text this morning? 
I am the bread of life. In verse 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life that comes from heaven. In verse 41, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In verse 48, Jesus said, I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. In verse 51, Jesus again said, I am the bread of life. So the theme, I am the bread of life, is repeated so many times in our text this morning. And as most of you would know, the bread, I am the bread of life, is the first of the seven uh, great I am's of uh, Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. The first I am statement in which uh, Jesus takes the great name of God, I am who I am, and applies it to himself and adds a metaphor. I'll refresh your mind. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. So in this first I am statement, I am the bread of life. Our Lord Jesus Christ takes the name of God for himself. He's saying, I am, Exodus 3, where Jesus, uh, God told Moses, if the Israelites ask you who sent you, I am sent you. Tell them, I am who I am sent me. That's uh, the, uh, a name for God. God's covenant name. Uh, Yahweh, I am. So in this first I am statement, I am the bread of life. Our Lord Jesus Christ takes the name of God for himself and uses a metaphor of bread to present himself as God's bread to give life, eternal life to believers. You see, what Jesus is telling us this morning as his people is this, I am the bread of life and I came down from heaven to give the life of God to all believers, to those who will believe in me. And I want us to unfold this under three considerations this morning. Uh, first, uh, Jesus is the bread of life to give us God's life because he is God's true manna from heaven. You will see that in verse 30 to 35. And then Jesus is the bread of life that gives God's life to believers because he came to do the will of his Father. Verse 36 to 40. And then Jesus is the bread of life who gives God's life to believers because he came to reveal the Father. Verse 41 to 51. So first, Jesus is the bread of life that gives God's life to believers because he is God's true manna from uh, heaven. Listen to uh, John here in uh, uh, verse uh, 30. So they say to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So, let me ask you this. 
Where are we in the Gospel of John right now? You remember Jesus, our Savior, multiplied the five loaves and two fish, and he fed the multitude with few that he multiplied to many. And after seeing the miracle, the people came to Jesus to make him king. One thing that I didn't mention to you last Sunday, to give someone in Israel bread, it means to uh, give him 85% of his income. That's what bread meant for the Israelites. That's why they came and wanted to make him king. Deep in their heart, they were saying, if this man uh, gives us bread uh, every day, if he performs this miracle for us, he should be our king. We should have him as our king so that no one would go to work. 85% of your income is covered. And Jesus, you remember, told them, truly, truly, I say to you, the reason why you are seeking me is because you are barely filled with bread. You're coming after me. You are seeking me. You are laboring uh, for this physical bread because I fed you because your bellies are filled with bread. And he exhorted them, you remember, do not labor for this bread that doesn't give life. Now remember, remember Jesus was not discouraging uh, work or hard work or work ethics what Jesus was, was saying was, do not labor on physical bread, on the things of this world, exclusively and excessively. Exclusively uh, means with the exclusion of the worship of God, the word of God, the means of grace, the fellowship of the saints, prayer, communion with God. Do not labor for bread for physical bread in this life exclusively, but also excessively. Don't view bread, physical bread in this life, as the most important thing for your life. It is not. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Where is your heart being grounded? Where is your heart being set upon this morning? On the things of this world? On your employment? As a Christian, do you call your employment? My life, this is what matters for me in life? Or it is God, or it is the things that are above. Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Your employment will be blessed by God. Your income will be blessed by God if you seek his kingdom and righteousness first. Now notice carefully how Jesus shifts 
the discussion from the metaphor of bread, physical bread, to himself as bread. Listen, beloved, Jesus didn't come to the world to give us bread, but to be bread. To become bread by dying on the cross for us. He didn't come to the world primarily to feed us, to take care of us with our physical needs, but primarily he came to be bread. To save us by his own flesh as the bread of life. It is very crucial that we understand this, beloved. And that is where he is now taking them. He's moving them from uh, physical bread. You see, now the reason why he did that miracle was to bring them to this point. He used physical bread to point them to the main substance, which is himself, Christ, the bread of of life. Notice verse 30 to 35. What does he, uh, what, what Jesus meant when he told them, uh, they said, our fathers uh, ate the manna in the wilderness as is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then in verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You see, what Jesus is doing here is, he's telling these people to remove their eyes from the physical bread and fix their eyes on Jesus, who is the bread of life, what they didn't understand was, it was not Moses who gave manna to their fathers. It was not the finger of Moses that brought the heavenly manna, supernatural manna, down from heaven and fed the people of Israel. Jesus told them, it was my father. And my father gave you that supernatural bread from heaven only to point you to the heavenly manna. And that manna is I. I am the bread of life. It was not Moses. It was my father. So remove your eyes from the physical bread and fix it on me, the bread of life. He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. It's not the physical bread, but it is I, the bread of life. You see, beloved, Jesus was this divine provision from above, from heaven. Divine provision from above, from heaven, as the bread of life, as the bread of life. You remember in John chapter 1, this bread pre-existed even before creation. The Word was God and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word, you see, this bread pre-existed. And then the Word became flesh and the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. You see, Jesus, the bread of God, who comes down from heaven. For I have come down from heaven, Jesus said. John 17, 5. And now, Father, Jesus prayed. You see, in that um, uh, uh, priestly prayer, he prayed. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I was with you in heaven before the world existed. The bread of life that comes from heaven. John 3, 13. No one has ascended into heaven except who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Today, you know, uh, many people have written books. And in the books that they write, they tell you that they have been in heaven. They visited heaven. They met Jesus. They talked to Jesus. That's a lie. The Bible tells us no one came down from heaven and no one ascended back to heaven except Jesus, the Son of God. It's a lie. They have never been in heaven. They're deceiving people. So Jesus is telling them, it's only I who came down from heaven. And I came down from heaven as the bread of life to become life for you, to give you the, uh, God's life, gives life, not uh, to fill your stomach, your, your bellies, but to give you uh, life, eternal life. I am the bread of life. And Jesus said, if you come to me, you will not be thirst and you will not hunger. No hunger, no thirst. Jesus is mentioning two fundamental ingredients that people need in life. Water and bread. You remember Jesus told the Samaritan woman, if you only know who is asking you to give him water, then he would give you the living water. And that living water would flow out of your life forever. The living water. And then here, the bread of life. That's why you see Isaiah, in Isaiah 55, he invites people uh, to do what? To come and eat. And eat without money. Eat without any payment. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy your labor, earthly labor, is not going to satisfy you fully as the gospel would satisfy you, as Jesus, the bread of life, would satisfy you. Come to the bread of life. Come to Jesus. If you come to him, you will not be thirst and you will not be hunger. Paul in Romans, uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 4, Said concerning Jesus, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. 
The rock was Christ. The only person, the only Savior, the only bread from heaven in whom people will be satisfied fully is Jesus Christ, the bread of life. So Jesus, as the bread of life, gives God's life to believers because he is the only true manna who came from heaven. Secondly, he came to do the will of the Father. You see, he is the bread of life that gives God's life to believers because he came to do uh, the will of his Father. In verse 38, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And yet, you don't believe, Jesus said. And yet you don't believe me. Now think about that. He came as the bread of life. He came to give them God's life. But they refused to believe in him. Let me ask you this. It's a very important question. Does, does this mean his mission failed? Does this mean he failed in what he came to do? To save sinners. Beloved, Jesus himself answers this question in verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. See what Jesus is telling us, telling them? All believers in Christ Jesus, they are God's gift to the Son. All believers, they are God's gift to the Son. And Jesus is saying, when my Father gives me sinners who will believe in me, who will trust in me, I will take them in, I will save them, I will preserve them to the end, I will never cast them out. Why? Because I came to do the will of my Father, and the will of my Father is for me to keep them forever, not to lose anyone. That's the will of my Father. I came not to do, to do my, my will, but to do the will of my Father. And the will of my Father in heaven is to receive these believers as a gift, save them, and then secure them forever. In John 17, 6, listen to Jesus. Jesus said, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me. Out of the world, yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Listen to this carefully, brothers and sisters in Christ. For the Son to lose anyone whom the Father gives him as a gift, two things must happen. First, the Son should refuse to obey the will of his Father. And the son should prove that he is unable to do the will of his father. Those two things should happen and those two things are unthinkable. Unthinkable. We're talking about Jesus. We're not talking about us. Our obedience is not perfect. Our obedience is full of flaw. 
but the perfect obedience of the Son to the will of the Father secures all believers forever. You see, your salvation, I'm not saying your sanctification, your salvation, your justification is depending on the perfect obedience of the Son to the will of the Father, not your obedience. We make a great mistake every time we think that we start by faith and then we finish by works. No. Yes, we obey God, but we obey God as his children, as those who have been given by the Father to the Son as a gift. And the Father, through his perfect obedience, you see, he saves the children of God and keeps them uh, forever. Jesus talks about, about this in John 17, 10 and 12. All mine are yours and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction. Amazing. The son told the father, no one has lost. From those whom you have given me as a gift, except Satan, except Judas, the son of destruction. All have been saved and I have guarded them. I have guarded them. Beloved, Paul, when he came to the church in Galatia, he was so sad and broken because the people in that church, they were with the understanding that they, by their own works, can secure themselves for eternal life. And Paul said to them, to them are you, in Galatians 3.3, 3, are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now being perfected by flesh, by work? By your obedience? It's by faith. By faith alone. By grace and through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Beloved, nothing can separate a child of God from two things. First, from the Father's love. From the Father's love. Paul said in Romans uh, 8, 38, nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And secondly, from the Father's hand. The Father's hand. No one will snatch them out from my hand, Jesus said in John 10. I have given them eternal life and no one, no one, nothing will snatch them out of my hands. Lastly, Jesus is the bread of life that gives the, the life of God to us because he came to Reveal the Father to us. Now listen to 
uh, verse 41. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? You see, you see, you know, the first thing they denied is his deity. The godness of Christ. They rejected that. They refused that. This is not the Messiah. He never came down from heaven. He's the son of Joseph and, and Mary. And Jesus uh, revealed to them who he was. And he told them this. Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one uh, can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned it from the Father comes to me. So earlier I told you the believers are the Father's gift to the Son. And the son receives them and he pledges, he promises to the father, I have received them, I have saved them, I have guarded them, I will not cast out anyone out of my kingdom. How come? How come? How does that happen in the life of anyone? Well, Jesus said all of them will be taught by God. It means they will hear the message of the gospel, they will hear the word of God, and they will believe in what they hear. Because Jesus in John 17 said, I gave them your words and they kept your word. And in Isaiah 54, 13, in his prophecy, Isaiah said, All your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. Not just peace, but great peace. Why? Because they will be reconciled with God. Romans 5.1 Therefore, if we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through his son Jesus Christ. And that peace will be great peace. That peace will not be shaken. That peace will, be, will not be broken not because of us, but because of Christ and his perfect obedience to the will of his Father. John 17, 8, For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. They heard the gospel about me. They saw the signs. They believe it in me. Father, they are people who have been taught by you. And they have been taught by you. And after they heard the teaching of God's word, they came to believe in me. These are your children. You see, beloved Jesus, the bread of life, who gives God's life to us, because, you see, he reveals who the Father is for us. He reveals to us that he is indeed God in the flesh. Now Jesus is in heaven. How are people taught by God's word? 
Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. You see, only God knows this morning if one of us here is hearing the gospel, understanding the gospel for the first time in his life. And he or she will come to faith. And this prophecy, this word will be fulfilling in the life of that person. That person will be a person who has been taught by God. And believing in the message of the gospel. Believing in Christ. And receive eternal life in Christ Jesus. So beloved, let me ask you this this morning. Have you recognized Jesus as the manna from heaven? True living manna from heaven. What satisfies you in this life? What satisfies you in this life? Your income? Your wife? I'm, I'm talking about full satisfaction. Full satisfaction. Complete peace. Inner peace. You go and you go out and come in, but you have this peace, inner peace and joy and satisfaction in your life. Is that because of Christ? Other things are temporal. That's why Jesus over and over again told this crowd, do not labor for physical bread. Excessively and ex 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 exclusively. But labor on wanting the bread of life. You don't need to pay. You don't need to work. You just come and eat and drink and be satisfied. Jesus said, if anyone comes to me, that person will not be thirsty, and that person will not be hungry because I am the bread of life, true and living bread from heaven. Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, O oh Lord, Enable us by your Holy Spirit this time to grasp and understand what it means for Jesus to be the bread of life. What he brings to us as the bread of life. What he gives to us as the bread of life. What kind of life that he gives us, not temporal life but eternal, everlasting life. Oh Lord, help us to rest in him now by faith. Help us to know and see and uh, perceive Jesus as the only Savior, the only person who can satisfy us fully in this life. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.